Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, thanks for joining the Beautifully Confident Podcast with Kelly Buckley, and I have Tamara Hamilton back. She was on episode number five as one of my launch partners. Thank you so much for being part of that, Tamara, and welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here again. Thank you. So Tamara Hamilton is a lifestyle and business blogger, and she is also going to share a couple beauty tips with us as well. So I am excited to hear from you and hear a little bit more about your story. So do you okay. want to share... Your story from maybe when you didn't feel quite so beautifully confident to where you are today. Oh, goodness. The first point where that I can think of where I didn't feel so beautifully confident was probably after the birth of my second child. It was just a really, I won't say rough time because I don't ever want her to think giving birth to her was rough or anything, but just where I was in life. I just graduated college. I had a four-year-old. The relationship was still pretty new. And so navigating being a mom to, you know, going from one children, one child to two children, five and a half years apart was an adjustment. On top of that, now I'm working full time and, you know, I'm a, I'm a full-fledged adult now working full time, driving 45 minutes each way and also trying to make a happy home. And in this relationship and just trying to be everything to everyone. And Mm. it was probably one of the lowest periods of my life. It was very challenging because I was going through postpartum hair loss. I had lost a bunch of weight for the baby and then started to put on a little bit in my appearance. And it was just a really challenging time. And I wasn't working in the most favorable environment either. And so I'm trying to think, how did I even pull myself out of it? I, I don't honestly remember because that baby is now 25 years old, <laughs> but <laughs> I still have my moments. You know, I'm still human now at almost 49 years old. And when I don't feel so beautifully confident, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned and I've really incorporated into my life and into my routine and since you know, everything since March of 2020, right? And that is when I think a thought, I get to decide, is this true or is this some story that I'm making up? And so when I don't feel beautifully confident, I have to examine why don't I feel beautifully confident? And if it's actually true, and if it is true, what am I going to do about it? What is the desired outcome that I have? And what am I going to do in order to change it to the desired outcome that I have? Or if it's not true, then I'm going to reframe it and rewrite it so that it is true. And if it is true, also, is it even worth my time to address it right now? Is it really that big a deal? Is it 
does anybody ever really care? Because a lot of times I think we put on ourselves what we think we're so concerned with other people thinking, honestly, they're not even thinking about us. And so I kind of run it through that lens as well. I love that. I love what you said in the kind of right in the middle was about we get to decide we get to make that decision of how this affects our life, whatever it is. Yeah, we get to decide what we know to be true, what we hold to be true and what we believe. We ultimately get to decide in so much of what makes us feel, especially as women. And I can speak also as a woman of color, a black woman in particular, is that so much of what we've been told about ourselves, someone else made that up. That's their own quirk. That's their own personal preference. And I get to decide if that's ultimately true in my world or not. And if so, to what degree and how does it impact other pieces of my world? And that alone is such a empowering thing to give yourself is that right, that privilege to be able to say, you know what, hold up. That may be true for you, but I don't hold space for that. That is not my truth. And I am not, I'm not going to live by your truth. I'm going to live by my truth instead. And this is what my truth looks like, sounds like, and feels like for me. You can either get with it if you want to. And if not, you can continue to live in your truth. But like, I respect your truth. You are also going to respect mine. I love that. I can hear the confidence in you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, I forget what I was doing yesterday. I think I was driving and I was thinking about this interview and some other things. And I was like, well, you know, there's just one thing. I am daughter of Greg and niece of Babette. Confidence is just not something I've ever really lacked on, but I am human and I have these moments just like everyone else where I may feel like, oh boy, those dark under eye circles today. Or, oh my God, like when I put this on, because I bought this for my 30th high school reunion in August. Like your stomach didn't quite look like that in August when you put this on. But, (laughs) you know, I still was able to get on here and look in the camera and say, wow, you're a really beautiful, confident Black woman. And who cares that your stomach looks like that and you're doing the right things for it to go back down. You absolutely do look very beautiful. I know listeners can hear us on this, but she's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So Tamara, do you want to share a little bit about your business and and what what you do? Yeah, I think one of the keys to feeling beautifully confident is having money in the bank, right? And so what I help women do is put money in the bank by creating sales systems in their business and particularly online that will help them to make money in their sleep, right? So that can be through affiliate marketing, e-commerce, drop shipping. It can be through network marketing, direct sales. I help them to systematize their business so that they are not having to work in their business 24-7, okay? So that's one piece of my business is helping them to set up the automation and the infrastructure for online and internet marketing. And then I also help women feel beautifully confident through the application of skincare and beauty products, as well as other lifestyle products like supplements so that they can feel beautifully confident from the inside out. That's awesome. Wow. I think everyone needs systems to feel confident. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's a certain confidence with You know, like I said, we don't start businesses to become enslaved to them 24-7. So if I want to go to my grandson's recital on a Tuesday afternoon, I can feel beautifully confident that systems are in place 
that allow my business to continue to run for me to take that hour or two and go and show up and support for someone that I love dearly. Otherwise, why am I even doing it? Because it doesn't come from joy, ease, and flow. It's a whole other podcast, right? Is, you know, I try to make sure that all of my systems have that bullseye right in the middle. And that is, does it come from joy, ease, and flow, right? And part of that ease and flow is having things systematized. All the greatest businesses in the world have systems. And they're, even your online system can be taken offline and it's still a system. The automation is just a tool. It's a vehicle, right? But the way McDonald's, they don't make them the way they made them when I worked there in the late 80s, early 90s. But the way they made burgers, the way they construct their Big Mac, it is a system. It is a process. There's an opening process. There is a closing process. And so we have to have these systems. And that that's true for running a household and raising children as well, right? You can tell children who are raised by wolves versus those who have, (laughs) you know, some sort of routine, right? You know, my mom always tells the story of my, my, I have two sisters who both had children within 18 months and they happen, it happened to be around the same 24 months that both of these sisters had two boys each. And then my youngest daughter was in there. And then my oldest daughter was, was five years, five and a half years older than them. And my grandmother babysat all of them at one time. She had all of them and she had an appointment and my mom had to be there. And my mom was amazed that these little two and three-year-olds knew the system. They knew the routine. They knew the process and they would tell her what they were supposed to do next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They knew it was time for Sesame Street. They knew it was time for a nap, right? They knew the process, right? They didn't know how to tell time, but they knew. So around systems, so do you have like a top three things that you feel like help you organize your life, keep your systems flowing? Like, do you have some tips that you can give our listeners if they're feeling like, I'm just a mess. I don't have any systems. Okay. This is coming from someone who is now at almost 50, realizing that she is probably ADHD and has been for the bulk of her life, yet still was very scholarly on her own scholarships to college and everything. And part of that for me is a couple things. Number one, lists. I have to operate from lists. And I firmly believe that when you are frustrated, it is because you have all this stuff that you want to do. And if you're like me, you want it done right now, right? (laughs) And so that frustration comes because it's all in your head. And so by physically writing that list out and then prioritizing it, doing what I call a brain dump, now I can get back to center and I can focus on no more than three to five things at a time, preferably three, right? So lists are a huge, huge part of it in written lists, right? Or even the notes in my phone, like I have a list, I'm going to the farmer's market this evening. I've got a list of things I'm going to be looking for. Because my brain is just always like pow, 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 you know, things all over the place. The second is reminders. I talk to Siri all day long. She is an actual character in my main story. Okay. She's a main character in my story because I'm always telling her what to remind me of. For this podcast interview, I had at least three reminders set. 
<laughs> plus me <So> that, <laughs> yeah I have to because I'll give you an example like last week or the week before I'm in my new place now I absolutely love it it's a it's not quite a tiny tiny place but it's you know it's a smaller size I'm single and I'm you know almost 50 I'm starting to get ready to mingle and so I bought this over-the-counter dish rack and I thought in my head you know, the beauty guru here thought, oh, it's just, I'll just click a couple things and it'll prop right up and go up. So it comes and it's like an hour and a half before a two o'clock Zoom that I have. And so I pulled out of the box and there's screws and there's Allen wrenches and the instructions. <laughs> Not even with my reading glasses could I understand these instructions. And next thing you know, because of that whole ADHD thing, I started, I need to finish it because if I don't finish it now, it won't get finished. So I get hyper, hyper focused. And I forgot about the two o'clock. Oh, I forgot. And then it's like 2.10 going on to get on the Zoom. And I see the message and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Right? And so that's why I have to have constant reminders. I was the person that used to have all kinds of sticky notes <laughs> all over my cubicle back in the early days of my corporate career. And so there is an app that I absolutely love called Trello. And it is like my virtual sticky notes. I'm able to kind of, you know, create projects. So like when I hold online beauty classes, I can really map out because I'm also very visual. I need to see it. So I can see either a snapshot of the video that is going to go in a certain time and slot or an image that's going to be posted. And it's all laid out for me. I also love this app called Borgs because I used to do a lot of keyboard shortcuts, whereas now Borgs incorporates into the, the keyboard of my iPhone and I can just click a button and then all of my little you know, pre-written things are there for me to easily be able to reply and even you know for social media captions because my brain is just constantly and it's a lot of work for me to shut it down. At night. And so that would be the other thing is, uh, you know, we often put a lot of emphasis on morning routine. And like I follow Miracle Morning, but I do believe in having a end of night routine because <laughs> I think it's just, it's just as important as that morning routine. Because for me, it, I have to have a whole process to really help me shut things down and, you know, slow it down so that my brain can shut off and I can go to sleep at a decent time. Because if I don't have that, you know, that can include things like golden milk meditating. Um, I like to jot down the top three things I need to do the next day because I find when I've jotted those down the night before, I wake up and I know versus sitting there and trying to figure it out and go through everything. Like, what do I got to do today? What's important to do today? But when I go to bed and I know this is what I need to do the next day, then I can get that done. Those are great tips. So I'm going to shift you a little bit because you do okay. have another area of expertise that you mentioned. So what inspired you to to want to share skincare and, and beauty tips with people? What was what came up in you? It's a funny kind of funny story to me anyway, because I initially at the time that I started all of this, I had just gone through where I'd lost like 90 pounds. I'd worked with multiple personal trainers, really cleaned up my eating and was living this fabulous lifestyle that working from home just kind of changed all of that, right? And so I really wanted to re focus on the weight loss and the healthcare, um, not healthcare, but uh, weight loss and healthy lifestyle. 
is yeah. really the direction that I wanted to go in. Um, but my organic market, I don't know. My organic market just wasn't there. I tend to be ahead of the curve. I will say that, not not in a braggadocious kind of way. I do tend to be a few years ahead of the market. I don't know why it works out that way, but it does. And and the market just was not there. But they would con- they would really react to the makeup stuff, to the beauty stuff, which was always going to be a part of it. Because, you know, the vision was, well, if you lose this weight, if you improve your lifestyle, if you improve your health indicators like blood pressure and cholesterol and things like that, that that alone is going to make you feel more confident. And that's when you're going to want to buy more clothes. That's when you're going to want to, you know, because I did it, you know, after I losing that, I was like, oh, my God, I, I couldn't wait to go shopping and buy all kinds of clothes and sexy shoes and clothes and hair and makeup. And so it was always going to be a part of it, but it wound up being on the front end. And then it's so it wound up being more like 70, 80%, and then, you know, 10 to 20 of, of everything, everything else. Wow. Did I answer okay. the question? Yeah. So basically just you getting healthy inspired you to, mm-hmm. to start sharing that. So yeah. Yeah. You want to share a couple beauty tips that you feel like are important for women to feel, feel their most confident and do you feel like it's important. I do. I feel like confidence is, confidence is everything. Confidence is sexy. It is power. It is control. It is you, right? And so it's all about number one, you have to show up in the world. And when we can show up in a way that makes us feel confident, that usually for women implies number one, you want to have glowing, healthy skin. And I always say the number one glowing skin tip is girl, wash your face. You have to have to have to wash your face. And this is for everyone, but for my black women in particular, we are so quick to say, well, my grandma only used water. Well, that was because that was all she had. Okay. That was, or your great grandmother, that was all they had. In some cases, it was a matter of life and death for them to go to Woolworth or wherever and try and buy those things. So they settled for what they had. We, when you know better, you do better. We have better now, so we need to to do better, right? So my number one glowing skin tip is, girl, wash your face. It, if you want glowing skin, you've got to wash off those free radicals. You've got to, you know, make sure that your skin is properly hydrated and moisturized. So you need at least two-step skincare routine, which is cleansing and moisturizing. And depending on the cleanser that you're using, it might be three You might need toner if you're using more of a foaming cleanser that's going to strip your skin and you've got to replace all of that and bring it back into rebalance. And you have to, and this is again for everybody, but I'm also talking specifically to my sisters of African-American persuasion. We've got to protect our skin vestments by wearing sunscreen. You have to wear sunscreen, especially when you're using some of these products that have multiple actives in there to, you know, you know, protect the investment that you've made in those products by blocking the damaging, the damaging effects of the sun. Because even though we have melanated skin, it still can impact that skin. You know, you want to stay hydrated is another tip. Staying hydrated is going to do not only so much for vanity purposes, because we could all throw this up as vanity, but it's going to impact your mood. It's going to impact your energy those headaches that you may be getting, that is all a symptom potentially of you being dehydrated. And over 75% of Americans are chronically 
dehydrated. So when you start feeling moody, when you start getting that afternoon slump, if you're getting regular headaches, your first line of defense is are you drinking enough water and making sure you're getting your electrolytes in to help balance that water. And the last thing I'm going to say, do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else, right? So if, if you're as you're doing your skincare, as you're applying makeup, make sure you're doing it for you and not anyone else. Because I always say it's confidence applied directly to the skin, right? And it's just the little things. Like I recorded myself doing my makeup before this podcast interview and just seeing the difference of having one eye with mascara on and the other eye without mascara. It just, there's so much power in it. And so it's just stopping and observing those little things and remembering you're beautiful with or without it. But when you do it, do it for you and the way that it makes you feel, not because of what someone else thinks or they don't think. So don't wear it because someone else calls you beautiful. Do you feel beautiful with or without it? To me, it just enhances my natural beauty. Absolutely. Thank you for those tips. Those are great. You're very welcome. I told you once I get going, sometimes it's tough to shut me up. (laughs) (laughs) I love the girl, wash your face. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, and I also love the do it for yourself. So have you heard from other people like who they might be doing it for or not doing it for? Well, I think the biggest misconception is men think we do it for them. Yes. Because they will be so quick to say, oh, you're so beautiful without it, or you don't need all of that. And I'm not the mindset that anybody who says that to me is trying to control me. Because for every man I know that says that they don't like it, I know plenty of men who love it and encourage it. Okay. So I don't do it for either man. I do it because, like I said, just putting that on, like people, they will laugh when they watch me do live videos or they will inbox me and talk about the way your face lights up. And it's like, yeah, I think I'm beautiful without it, without a doubt. You know, my mom used to always joke about by the time I was in fourth grade about me being in the bathroom, looking at myself. I wasn't just looking at myself. I was learning my face and learning my features and playing in her skincare and playing in her beauty products, the precursor to being a blogger before I even knew what that was. And so I know that I'm beautiful without it. And I think I'm just that much more beautiful with it. And then with that beauty is the confidence, that increased confidence that it gives me. So if someone is, someone's maybe just getting started with, uh, they've done nothing. They're like, you know what? I haven't even washed my face. I haven't done anything. What would be maybe five things that you would say, get started with this and then come back and talk to me? Okay. The first thing I would say is we always spend so much time focused on the things about ourselves that we don't like. Don't even think about the things that you don't like. I want you to look at the things about yourself that you love, right? Like I love my eyes. So I always make sure that I do something around my eyes, you know, eyebrows, mascara, and not a whole lot of eyeshadow. What it, What is it that you love and accentuate that? Don't focus on what you don't like. Focus on what you love. Look, because whatever you put out is what you're going to attract more of, Right. Yeah, And by focusing on the things about yourself that you love, you're going to attract more of that and you're going to attract more compliments because that's where your confidence is going to lie in those things that you love. You know, we're talking confidence, right? And so if we focus on the things that we don't like, then duh, we're going to get <laughs> more negative instead of positive. So we want to attract the positive and how we do that is by focusing on the positive. So that's the first thing. 
focus on those things that you really love and accentuate those. The second would be wash your face. Okay? <laughs> you got to wash your face. Your skin is your body's largest organ. You have, and it's probably the most neglected organ. Okay. When we've got, you know, Gen Z on TikTok being amazed and coming up with this term called body slugging, which is nothing more than showering and moisturizing your skin after you get out of the shower. That says to me that we're not spending enough time on these basic things as a society, right? Kids should not be amazed and coming up with a term called body slugging for basic hygiene, which is showering and then moisturizing your skin. That's a little weird to me, but we're going to roll with it. It, it. it is what it is, right? And so that's the first thing is girl. Like the second thing is wash your face, okay? And I feel like I'm probably going to be repeating myself here. So, you know, you've got to have that basic three to four steps skincare routine. And so you're going to be cleanse, tone, moisturize and protect or cleanse, moisturize and protect depending on the products that you use. And I think the third one to tie back into point one would be just talk nicely to yourself. You know, the message we hear, so we hear over 2000 messages a day. I think they said by the time we're like two or something like that. It's in this book, What to Say to Yourself When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Hemstetter. And I probably just butchered his name, but it's so important for us to be talking nicely to ourselves. We always do money affirmations. We always do wealth. We always do prosperity. We always do success affirmations. I'm a big believer in beauty affirmations, speaking really beautifully to yourself, because the, the fact is if we talk to other people the way that we talk to ourselves, we would be fired from our job. You know what I mean? Imagine going to work and talking to people the way that you talk to yourself. And so again, to attract more of that into your life, you have to start being what you want to get more of in the world. And that is by talking more beautifully to yourself. So saying those things, I'm a beautiful, confident, sexy woman. I am a highly educated woman who radiates light in whatever room she walks into. Those are the things you have to start saying to yourself. And if you follow me on social media, you will see more of that because I post those things all the time, especially on Twitter. It just kind of goes out automatically, okay? So you want five. I gave you three. So we talked about focusing and accentuating what you like. We talked about the basic routine. And we talked about the affirmations. And the fourth thing I would say is I think we touched on this maybe in the other interview. For me, my beauty routine is a spiritual practice. And that means I hold it sacred. It is something that I get to do if I don't do anything else. Because I can't do anything else if I don't feel beautiful and confident. Did that make sense at all? Yes, it absolutely did. Because what it triggered when you said that was through COVID, even though I didn't leave my house for three months, I got up every day and did my same routine. I did my miracle morning and then I got myself ready. And I I heard from so many people, oh, I hung out in my pajamas all day. I thought, yuck. And you saw yourself when you walked by the mirror? Ew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was one of those people and that's actually what happened. And that was what I learned because one day I finally said enough is enough. And I sat down at the table And I did my routine and I said, okay, I got to do this again tomorrow because of how wonderful it made me feel and how it made me be able to go out 
and attack the day. I was a single working mom. I was a sole provider, yet I'm still trying to balance how to be the nurturer. And I'm babysitting all these other people's grown kids at work all day, every day. So how can I be everything to everybody if I'm not taking care of myself? And that's why self-care and my skincare routine are a sacred spiritual practice for me. I often incorporate meditating into doing my skincare because it just allows me that time to be recentered, to sit, to focus, and just not really have a care in the world and just be focused on me and not everybody else and breathe. That's going to be my fifth tip. Breathe. Girl, slow down your breathing, unclench your jaw, relax, and take some deep, deep breath. So much of the pain and other things that are going on in our body, aside from diet, is attributed to we're holding so much stress in our body and we're not in control of our breaths. By slowing down breathing, it's like a quick, quiet meditation. You know, one of my favorite little mini prayers is Lord have mercy, because that's a prayer too. But just to gain back your power, to gain back control and be able to tackle whatever it is in front of you, because you've got this, everything you need is already within you, but you've got everybody pulling little pieces of you all day, every day that you don't feel like there's any you of you to give to anybody, let alone yourself. And how you get that back is you just stop and inhale and exhale, you know, inhale the positive, exhale the negative and remember that you've got this. That's really the heart of confidence is knowing that everything that you need, everything that you are is already enough. You are more than enough and everything that you need is within you. And it's just having that time to tap. I'm getting (laughs) just tapping into that. Tapping into that heart center and how you get there is through deep, controlled breathing. And it will help you slow down and even prevent panic attacks. And I know because I've had them. And just breathing your way through it and confidently and quietly just talking yourself through it. You can get yourself out of just about anything. Well, the one last one that I thought of was, and it's so, so important, and it's in alignment with everything we've talked about so far. And that is showing yourself the same grace that you show to someone else. You were talking about, you know, something that you've gone through and you'd kind of forgotten. And I think we as women are very, very hard on ourselves and just in uh, in alignment with if we talk to our to other people the way we talk to ourselves people would slap us or you know yeah. you'd lose your job and it's the same thing too is is showing ourselves grace we don't always have to be perfect there really is no failing it's all in what did you learn and did you actually apply what you learned because there's learning and i know a lot of professional learners out there but information plus application equals transformation. And so showing, giving yourself grace, you know, like one of the areas that I give myself grace in is remember how I said, I like to, you know, have all these things and I want them all done right now. And aside from writing everything down for me, it also is a matter of giving myself space and grace enough to know that, okay, it's not all going to happen today and that's okay. It won't be the end of the world. And so that's, that's just one last bonus tip I would say, and that is to give yourself the same grace you so freely and graciously give to everyone else. Give yourself some grace and show yourself some mercy as well. 
That's great, Tamara. Thank you. Uh, and the general gist of, of what I'm hearing you say is, is self-care. And that self-care also starts from within, is calming mm-hmm. ourselves, starting with some, some affirmations that is uh, talking to ourselves and then focusing on what we love about ourselves, whether that is enhancing your eyes or, you know, doing something that that brings your beauty out. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's all about being grounded. And so much of the world is all about taking us off of center. And I believe it's done intentionally. It's a way to manipulate and control. And how you get that control back is through grounding yourself and centering yourself. And so much of that is in both your morning and night routine, as well as all these other little tips that I've shared with you today. Absolutely. Can you share how people can find you, how our listeners can find you? If they heard something that we talked about and some tips that you shared that they are saying to themselves, I heard that and I want to start feeling beautifully Mm -hmm. confident. Where can they find you to do that? Yeah, they can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, huge on Pinterest. And all you have to do is search for my first and last name and then I'll give you all of the links to add them in the show notes. Awesome. So they will be right there for you to grab. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And again, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.